0: I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I'm just gonna say it. All fiction is fan fiction. And for anybody who thinks less of fan fiction because it's fan fiction, well, you got a problem. And we're gonna talk about that on today's Project Shadow. You I have something to say. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorsett, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. Yeah, I'm going there because this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And I've heard some people say some very disparaging things about fan fiction. And as somebody who got their start in writing, writing fan fiction, mm, I I have aught against the haters. All right, but before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And that's why I do this in the first place. All righty. I know what some of you might be thinking for those of you who are extreme long-term listeners to this podcast, you you probably know where I'm going with this, but it's true. And we need to just face it and get on with ourselves, get on with our lives, because there is a lot of hatred out there for fan fiction, and there really shouldn't be. Okay, so what is fan fiction? Fan fiction is exactly what the name intimates it is fiction written by fans of a particular thing to continue the story and have more of it and make there be more. And some fan fiction is obvious. Wicked is well Wizard of Oz fan fiction. That that's kind of obvious because it's set in the same world with some tweaks. And the story is retold and blah, 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 blah. But I'm sorry, but we need to get it through our head. All fiction is fan fiction, especially the best fiction is fan fiction. Why? Because it's a fan of that particular thing writing fiction about it. And it really is that simple. And the reason I am saying this is twofold and... I want to save half of this for later in the show, and that's how it helps us as writers to understand that. But I'm wanting to start with the general hatred that exists out there for fan fiction. Fan fiction is a great place for writers to get started because they don't have to build new characters, they don't have to build new worlds. Those things take an exorbitant, just, and I can't even say the word. They take too long. They take an extreme amount of time. So, it's a place where we as writers can start playing around with ideas on how characterization works and how to tell stories, how to do pacing, how to plot, how to describe, how to do narration, all of those things. It's also a place for us to find ourselves when we're not included in the franchise or concept in general. Or when we're treated badly, we can right our wrongs. As somebody who is a non-binary femme trans person, I don't see myself in a lot of media. As somebody who has their entire life identified as queer, I don't see myself in a lot of fiction. And so... Fan fiction is often the place to go to find representation when the things that we love completely ignores our existence. But even more than that, I, I really do mean everything is fan fiction. Homer was writing fan fiction about the myths of the Trojan War because they existed prior to him, they floated around. He wrote his version, his fanfic version of it. Most of the great classics of the Greeks were that way. The same is true of Shakespeare. These were stories that he liked and that existed before him, and he wrote his own version. And inevitably, people are going to start talking about some of the, well, what about those genre-defining books? What were they being fans of? Well, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which is a often- by a lot of people including myself considered one of the first works of science fiction well she was a fan of another book that's name i I try not to remember because it's basically about why suicide is good which is a idea that i do not co-sign and her book is titled the modern prometheus in honor of that book and actually makes reference to that book on numerous occasions this book was also written during a fanfic writing contest between her, her husband, and Lord Byron, who were all vying with each other to see who could write the spookiest story in the summerless year. Because, yes, there was a year without a summer. The Lice Age, it was a thing. So, yeah, fan fiction. Jules Verne was a fan of all of the weird, crazy stuff that was going on and wrote it into his fiction. The same is true with all of the major ideas that came into fiction. And there are only a few places that you might want to say aren't fan fiction, like the work of uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, who just thought it would be a good way to make money. But he still wrote about things that he was interested in and wrote fan fiction about it. He was fascinated about Mars and the canals of Mars, which were all the rage at the time, and wrote the Barzim books. He was fascinated about the idea of people being lost out in the jungle, and he wrote Tarzan. All fiction starts from a point of fascination. That fascination holds our attention. It is something that moves us, motivates us, and excites us. Now, You may be able to find some books of literature that are not expressly fan fiction because, well, the tortured artist is a thing over there and they don't believe in any of the conventions of story and all of that other stuff. But when you dig down deep, you often find fan fiction in there. It could be something that you're a fan of because you love it. Some fiction is written out of pure hate and rage and is kind of anti fan fiction. 1984, Animal Farm, anti fan fiction. Yeah, that's how that works. It starts with a fascination, it starts with an obsession. Because writing takes time, writing is difficult, writing is hard. There are a lot of moving parts that go into making a book happen. And if you don't have That obsessive fanish drive pushing you forward, you're never going to get there. And I could go on naming thing after thing after thing. Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles, vampire fanfiction. Same thing's true with Bram Stoker. In fact, in the original draft of that book, that book was called, (laughs) Dracula was called Lord Vampire. Because, yeah, it was only later when he found out about Dracula. And decided to include him in the story, that he went through and changed the name of the character from Lord Vampire to Count Dracula. But yeah, he was going to be just named Vampire, which is not unusual for the fan, the, a fan of that genre, especially since in a lot of the books that came before it, you know, like Vampire, one of the books that probably really heavily inspired Bram Stoker to write Dracula. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of creativity in the naming conventions that were used. So, anytime you fall in love with a book, or anytime you don't like a book, or anytime a story seems strange to you, one of the first things that you have to do is realize what that particular author is a fan of. I talk about this a lot with J.J. Abrams because he's been very open about this and why his work concerns me in some respects, especially when he's put in charge of. Completing a franchise that I absolutely love, the Skywalker Saga. He's a fan of mystery boxes. He loves them. He thinks they're the greatest thing ever. And so he puts them in everything. And that's why I have doubts about his ability to finish a series like this. Because he has to actually open a mystery box. I hope... Please don't leave like a lot of things ambiguous, JJ. But it's important to understand, because once you know the fandom that he's a part of, and you know the fandoms that motivate him, his work becomes clear. His work becomes open to you. You start to find all of the little hidden gems that you missed in the fiction in the first place. There is a lot of subtlety that often goes into these obsessions of ours as they find their way into our fiction. And some people, it's very obvious. It's easy to see Sakaguchi's fandoms when you look at the Final Fantasy games. Sid is El Sid because it's a book that he liked. You have the Masamune showing up. You have Biggs and Wedge from Star Wars. These are all characters that recur and repeat because it's his fandoms showing. So how can this overly obvious revelation be helpful to us as writers? Because I know that quite a few of you listening to me are writers. Well, it's obvious, isn't it? Figure out what you're a fan of and do that thing. That's the thing that you're going to find it easiest to do. I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, thus, and Star Trek. Thus, when I started working on the space opera that I'm currently developing, and not going to be writing yet, because Clarify My Name is the thing that I'm doing. It is the thing I'm doing. I need to repeat that over and over again. It's the thing that I'm doing, because I need to finish that series. I look at the things that I love in Star Wars. I look at the things that I love in Star Trek, and I start finding out what those things are that I love, because that's actually what I want in my fiction. But I'm also a fan of Wuxia, and that Changes everything. I've talked about this on previous episodes of the podcast. Because I'm a fan of Wuxia, Wuxia Star Wars is extremely different from the knight-errant Star Wars that we get, because that's all genre really is. It's a fandom. If you are into space opera, space opera is all space opera fanfic. For goodness sakes, most of us have just been writing Lensman fanfic for the last 60 years. Whether we know it or not. (laughs) Or we've been writing Barzoom fanfiction. Whether we know it or not. So once you figure out what it is that you love. Once you figure out what it is that you are a supreme fan of. That just obsesses you. That guides you. That makes you want to get up in the morning and tell stories. Now... You have the ability to focus and get your work done. Because it's that love of the genre, that love of the conventions that are in there that will help you, A, subvert them, and B, write them to the best of your ability. Because there are some tropes that we just love. The idea that in a space opera, we're going to meet a roguish space (laughs) pilot. Well, that goes all the way back to Lensman. So yeah, that's probably going to happen in my story. And because I'm a fan of Lensman and, well, I could just go on forever now, couldn't I? Star Wars and The Expanse and Dune, all of which have that character somewhere in them. I know what other versions of that character look like. I know what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy, and that's going to tailor the character that I end up making. See, once you realize that your fiction is just glorified fan fiction in a different setting with new characters, you are empowered to move forward. You have purpose. You have meaning. You have something to focus yourself on, especially if you're not using something like Blake Snyder's genres to help you narrow down your idea even more. Because the hardest part about getting started, the hardest part about writing anything is figuring out what it is you wanna write. Because there are infinite stories that you could be telling. There are infinite ideas out there that are gonna get your interest and make you want to do something with them. But once you understand the genres that you love, once you understand the fandoms that you participate in, and all of the underlying elements that make them what they are, now, now you're empowered. Now you have the ability to fix your own settings. To make your stories, your stories. Because you see the matrix. And that's how this revelation helps us out. You see, there is a code behind every genre, behind every trope, behind every type of story and pattern and theme and element that makes us fall in love with that thing. Once you start looking into your fandoms, once you start looking into the things that you absolutely love, that you can't stop watching, reading, listening to, and try to figure out exactly what it is about them that obsesses you, why is it that that one song by Black Sabbath has been in my head since I was in middle school, and I can't get it out, and I keep telling myself, one day I'm going to turn that into a novel, what is it in there that's moving you, that's motivating you, that's making you such a fan, that was an oddly specific example from my own life because well yeah there's that one song by black sabbath that every time i hear it i just think to myself one day i'm gonna turn that into a novel i haven't yet but one day that's what you need to be looking for those obsessions what fan fiction are you writing and this also gives you some help because as you're starting to flesh your characters out you can tell yourself, okay, well, this is Data, and that's Han, and that's Chewy, and that's this, and that's that. And you have a shorthand already at the beginning to start developing your characters out of. Because once you fix them into your setting, once they get transplanted from wherever you found them into the world that you're doing, if you are actually creating a world and a story that's yours they'll no longer be that character that you're bringing in. You can see this really well in the um, Green Lantern Corps. The Green Lantern Corps is essentially the most popular Lensman fan fiction that has ever been written. They are the Lensman in every possible way, to the point where two characters were actually named after the two main species in Lensman, just to m- make sure everybody knew where the inspiration came from they are different though they were filtered through the ideas that Jeff Johns added when he was doing his run on the series so his other obsessions came in and the emotional spectrum comes in which has absolutely no home in the in the lensman stories and they become unique they become different because it's actually the little things that make a story unique much more than the big things. The difference between reading Dracula and reading Carmilla are the little choices that the different authors made. Just changing the vampire's gender from male to female changes a lot of the elements of the story. Even though it's essentially the same story. And that is how you get empowered. Empowered. All fiction is fan fiction, whether it wants to admit it or not, because every author wants to believe that they're unique and every author wants to believe that their stories are their own. Go back and uh, listen to the episode on, is my story unique? Is any story unique? The episode I did a while back. No, (laughs) your story is not unique. My story is not unique. Nobody's story is unique. Somebody has written versions of it. Variations on it. Whether you're familiar with them or not. Now that doesn't give you a license to plagiarize. And it doesn't give you a license to pirate. But as the saying goes, great artists steal. So figure out what it is that you want to take. What do you want to make your own? See, I don't want to write my own Jedi. That would be boring. But... My own version of Shaolin or Wudan. Yeah, I want to write that and put it in a space opera setting where everything's all crazy and magic and spaceshippy. Woohoo! That's exciting. And so we write on. We create our fiction. We make it our own. We make it the tale that we want it to be. And in so doing, we find our voice as writers because if we deny that we are fans first we will never find our voice because we'll forever be trying to build something that's already there I hope you enjoyed this episode if you did and you haven't already please take a moment to rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on it really does help out a lot if you you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show in the show notes, wherever they are in the app you're listening to me on, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. I am ce Dorset on both. While you're in the show notes, if you've got a dollar, you can pass my way. It really does help out a lot. You'll find a link to both my Patreon and the listener support page, The difference between the two is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff, but hopefully more going forward, looking at different things that I can do. Let me know what you might want, because I I would like to be doing more give back over there. I would love to hear from you on that. I want to say thank you to everybody who's already doing that, and just thank you. (laughs) I mean, I can't say it enough. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's fine, but If you know anybody you think would like any of the work that I do, please do share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. I want to say thank you to everybody who is listening. It means the world to me. You can follow my progress on my National Novel Writing Month goals over on Twitter. I may or may not tweet out my word count every day. I haven't decided on that part of me thinks it's cool i've always done it in the past and part of me thinks it's kind of gauche let me know what you think but yeah i'm gonna be writing my book glorify my name this november it will be done it shall be done and i hope you like the series when the other two books come out next year anywho thank you all for listening it really does mean the world to me do not forget, if you want to let me know how your NanoRimo project is going, don't forget to use the voice message system for that, because I'd love to add it to the Friday episode. Until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.